Good morning. Yeah, it's been a tiring week for me, but uh, we still have to preach God's word. So today I'm going to be speaking on the parable of uh, the mustard seed and leaven. Um, So I was asking God, how do I start this word? And he says, start with Irene. So here is it. Our God reigns in and over a spiritual kingdom. He's a king supreme in authority. Riverside Vineyard, I'm praising our God and you're looking back at me. I want to hear some voices saying, so that I know you're with me. I'm going to start again. Because by responding, you're encouraging me. Okay. Our God reigns. He reigns in and over his spiritual uh, kingdom. He's a king in supreme authority. His kingdom knows no end. That's better. (laughs) If you don't know Jesus today, I am excited for you because you're in a good place. Because in this talk, you will hear how everyone in this room can reconnect you back to God. And if you're a Christian and you've given your life to Christ, you are going to hear how you can be more effective for the advancement of the kingdom. Last week, Rob spoke on the parable of the wheat. So that talk is on our, our channel on YouTube. And like I said, I'm looking at the parable of the sower and the parable of the leaven. So let's read Matthew 13, 31 to 33. Is it there? Okay. Another, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it grew, it, when it's grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. This parable must have been very perplexing to the first century Jewish person because they were expecting a military conquering king to come and overthrow the Romans and, and put the Jews back where they belong, in their rightful place. And here is Jesus shocking them and saying this, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is as small as a mustard seed. You can, you can see the mustard seed uh, thing up there. Yes, that's how small it is. And God is saying the kingdom of heaven is as small as that. That is what it takes to plant. That seed represents the word of God. And he's saying this. The kingdom of God expands one way. By taking the seed of God's word, I'm planting it in the heart of someone. 
And then that seed grows in that person. And then the person becomes very fruitful. And then people, the birds of the air, people come and take the seed. That person then plants those seeds in other people. That's how the kingdom of God advances. The kingdom of God, he was telling his audience, has a very humble, unremarkable beginning. It's just as simple as planting a seed in the heart of a man. This must have been puzzling because all the kings before them were mighty. All the kings of the Jewish people were mighty. David was mighty. All their kings were mighty. And you say the king of heaven, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Seneco, Jehovah Jireh, Khan. His kingdom is that small? It was like unbelievable. But you see, Jesus loves humble beginnings. What he started with 12 disciples, fishermen, taxmen, people of no social status, spread like wildfire. And we are today the recipients of that, their hard work in advancing that kingdom because they sowed the mustard seed in people and people went out sowing the seed. Think about it. This scripture we just read is somewhat fulfilled because think about how many churches are on now around the world. You know, when people say the Bible is fake, this is a good one to show them. Jesus said this. Think about how many churches are on in Asia, in Africa. Because people planted seed, the seed of the kingdom in people's heart. Now hold that thought. Jesus tells another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, yeast, that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it walked through the dough. Again, another puzzling quotation from Jesus. Leaven, leaven was often associated with sin to the Jewish people. But you see, Jesus had a way with words. He knew how to get people's attention. You see, but Jesus was using a metaphor. Because apart from the obvious we can see, because when you plant the seed, you can see churches growing. You can, see, you can see people singing and praising God. Jesus is also saying, the kingdom of heaven also has an inner working. It has an inner working. That is the work of the spirit in a man. And this inner working in the man is what makes a man mature and grow up in the Lord and become effective for him. You see, when you put the yeast, the yeast in the flour, yeast is a microorganism. So when you put it in, 
it starts eating up all the sugar in the flour. And as it eats up all the sugar in the flour, the flour begins to rise. In the same way, when the Spirit of God comes upon us, He eats up everything that is in us. That is not effective. That is not effective for the advancement of the kingdom. And the more He does that, it fills us up. Because, let me tell you, the flour doesn't do anything. But the yeast lifts it up. And the more it lifts up, it doubles in size. And what is dough? The bread of life. So now, when, it, when you put 60, when you put a little yeast in 60 pounds of flour, it's a lot of bread. Then the woman will take it, you know, she will bake it, and then begin to send out the bread of life to people. Amazing. Amazing. Some people didn't get it. At that time, Jesus was speaking, and they walked away. They missed it. But those who got it knew what Jesus was talking about. A perfect example of this would be, example of this parable would be when Jesus encountered Paul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. You know, Paul was persecuting the church. He was a Pharisee because he hated Christians. But let me tell you, when you come encounter, encounter the word of God, the kingdom of God himself came to Paul on that road. Jesus didn't lay hands on him, just one encounter. And Paul became, Saul rather, became a different person. And he eventually becomes Paul, the apostle who wrote half the Bible. Can you see how the working of God's spirit worked in him? Even when Jesus appeared to another disciple to go and open his eyes, the disciple said to Jesus, are you sure that you want me to go and speak to this man? Because this man had persecuted the church. But you see, one encounter with the kingdom of heaven had transformed Saul. He died on that road, and the inner working of the Spirit began its work in him. And we see the evidence in half our Bible as he speaks, how God transformed him. So how can we expand, enhance the gospel? Because this is what this talk is all about. We must make the kingdom of God our priority. From creation, God wanted one thing, that heaven would invade us. That's why we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it's in heaven. So God wanted the culture of heaven to invade us, but he can only do it through you and me, my brothers and sisters. So Jesus then says to his people, I know because Jesus has walked the earth. He knows what human needs are. That's why Jesus sent him to die as a man so he can experience what we, he has experienced hunger. He knows, he knows lack. 
He knows what is it to, to, to want everything comfortable. He knows what it is like. But he says this, I know you need these things, but yet I want you to put first the kingdom of God. Why are we to put, make the kingdom a priority? The kingdom of God has to be a priority because when our community, when heaven invades our community, we live in peace. We can't sleep with our windows open because our communities are safe. Now, Jesus is not saying, I want you to neglect all your needs. He said, seek first my kingdom and its righteousness. Every principle of the kingdom you must know. Everything that concerns the kingdom you will know. So that when you're going to Tesco to get baby's nappy, the kingdom is at your forefront. As I'm picking up the nappy, the Holy Spirit can speak to you to speak to that lady about Jesus. That's what he means. It is at always in everything, in the office. Those, those colleagues that do not know Jesus. The kingdom is always on your mind. Forefront of your mind. Always in the forefront of your mind. Putting the kingdom first. Because our father is in the expansion business. God is always moving and God is always at work. And we too ought to be at work. Every day in everything we do. And this is my favorite point. I love this point. Partnering with the Holy Spirit. There can be no kingdom expansion without the Spirit of God. We saw before Jesus began his ministry... What did Jesus do? He got baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him. We saw when Jesus died, the apostles were told, tally unto Jerusalem, do not move out of that room until you have received power from on high. What happened? When the power came upon them, they became mighty men for God. We cannot do any kingdom expansion without the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this to, to his disciples. John 14, 26, he said this, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. I chose this because for us to know one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of the words of God we hear. He's the one who reminds us of the words we have heard. Probably by the time you watch England today, I pray the wind, you may not remember what Kendi said. However, the Holy Spirit can remind you of it can remind you of kingdom expansion because you see the word of God is a seed in you. It's a seed in your spirit. So these words you're hearing from me is a seed. So the Holy Spirit can actually remind you of it maybe six months down the line. Remember kingdom expansion and he can lead you to talk to someone. That's the importance of the Holy Spirit. 
You see, when Jesus died, the Bible was not written. Jesus had walked with his disciples for three years. They couldn't have remembered everything he said. But when he died and the Holy Spirit came, we are told that Peter became a different person. The very people that crucified Jesus, he was talking to them boldly. In his own ability? No, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are also told that as they moved around, as they moved into Samaria, Ephesus, as they moved in, into that area, they said as they preached the word, the Holy Spirit multiplied their number. The Holy Spirit added to their number. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit and the apostles needed the Holy Spirit, I think we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside us. But he's such a gentleman. He's such a cool guy. He will not force you to do anything you don't want to do. He can remind you. You may be talking to somebody rudely and say, don't say that. He can even remind you, talk to that lady, tell her Jesus loves you. Tell her Jesus loves her, sorry. That's how he expands the kingdom, because he's the spirit of truth. He's an all-knowing God. He's God in himself, living on the inside of us. And his sole purpose is also that east to clean you out of anything that would hinder the kingdom so that the kingdom would keep advancing. So it is as simple as less of me and more of him. We must be yielded to the Holy Spirit to be used. The flower yields, yields to the yeast. It doesn't jump off the pan. It just stays there and let the yeast do its job. We must be yielded. Yielded vessels so that we can be used. It must be his will and not my will. It must be his will and not my will. That's what God is saying to us today. Because guess what? We have gone through 18 months of tribulation. Freedom Day is coming. Amen. Thank you. And when Freedom Day comes, when those doors open and people begin to walk freely, there are a lot of people who are broken. There are a lot of people who are suffering from mental, mental illnesses. There are so, so many people who have been locked down. That is when, our, my brothers and sisters, we go to work and advance the kingdom. We look out for these people and we bring them into the kingdom. If it's our, a brother or sister, we lift them up. If it's somebody who doesn't know Christ, we reconcile them to, to Christ. That's going to be our job come Freedom Day. Not for us to go shopping and do whatever it is we do because we are making the kingdom the priority. Last point. If we are going to leave a legacy for the next generation, we have to be bold. Expanding the kingdom is not easy. 
It's not easy at all. There are times God has said, speak to this woman. I said, "Mm -mm 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 -mm. not now. I'm going to my office. I'm going to be late. Use another person. And there was a time I was in a bus. I was running for the bus, and I missed the bus. You know, that time when you run for the bus and the bus, the driver sees you and the door closes. And the door closed that day, and a man standing next to me said, don't say it. Oh, God, I wanted to say it. But I missed that bus for a reason, because the next bus came, and I went into, I, I stepped into and sat next to a lady. And the lady was so quiet, and God spoke to me. Tell her it's going to be okay. I was like, oh, no, I didn't even know this woman. And I hesitated a bit, I hesitated a bit, and I said, you know what, nothing to lose. I'm coming up at the next bus stop, so if she starts shouting, I'm off on the next bus stop anyway. So, and then I said to this lady, God said it is going to be okay. She shut her shouted, yes, that's what I was waiting for. That is the answer I was waiting for. That's the answer I was waiting for. Advancement of the what? Kingdom. Probably if I never said anything, she said, God, where, where, where are you? But maybe she needed to hear that word. That is why I say, brothers and sisters, boldness, partnering with the Holy Spirit, we see and being bold. When we link all these things together, we begin to advance the kingdom. I want to end this, this, this sermon with this. As I was teaching this, I remembered a story my grandmother told me. My grandmother died at 110 years old. But she told me a story because my grandmother always used to pray and call Jesus. And she told me a story of a white man who came to the village. Who came to, I mean, if you know the village I am from, it's by car. And this is like modern car is about eight hours. In the early, late, in the late 18th century, I don't know how that white man got to my village almost over 150 years ago. All for the expansion of the kingdom. And he ministered to my grandmother who could not read or write. But his impact on my grandmother stayed with her till she died. The stories he told about Jesus, she remembered it and she continued to call Jesus till the day she died. At 110 years old, she was fed up and she said, God, I hope you have not written me out of your book because I want to go. All my mates have gone. And she used to say that every morning she gets up. She called the name of Jesus, but that is not what surprised me. It's that white guy who left the, the shores of England not knowing where he was going to the interiors of Africa. He probably died there too if, because in Nigeria there are mosquitoes. Mosquito-infected place, infested with mosquitoes just because of the gospel. And as I was pre preparing this, I said to myself, Candy, and you can't even evangelize in Feltham. That you would drive with your car, park, park in Asda, and what? Share leaflet. We can't even, you can't even do that. 
That is our challenge, my brothers and sisters. The people who have gone before us have paid great sacrifices for the advancement of the kingdom. And the next generation is coming. What legacy shall we leave for the next generation? What legacy will we leave for our children? And that legacy is being an effective Christian and advancing the kingdom. Let us stand and pray. Father, I just want to thank you that you are in a kingdom expansion. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for reminding us of the importance of your kingdom. And I want to say this, Father, that for everyone who has heard this word, they will be effective in kingdom and vast. Father, use them mightily for your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name I've prayed. Amen.